Hello everyone, it is Music Mukbang and today we are talking to Hensha. How are you doing? Hello, hello, how's it going? I'm good. You have coming up your debut EP, Sitting in the Dark. Yes. I can imagine you're very excited. I am, I'm, I'm also a bit nervous to be, yeah. and I don't, I don't, I don't really get nervous releasing music, but it's, it's quite a big deal personally because there's a lot of personal content inside yeah in the ep so a little bit nervous but i'm i'm generally excited to get it out there so yeah and i got a chance to listen to the ep and i can definitely say that people are gonna love it it's going to be great what was different if anything about creating this ep as opposed to your other singles well Obviously, we've all sort of just come out of this pandemic thing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's still around here. But um, at the peak of it, we, you know, we had limited resources. So we was just kind of dropping aimlessly, just trying to get music out there. And and that was cool. But when it actually came down to this year, like making a body of work, we thought it felt a lot different because we're trying to keep it conceptual, make everything flow together, fit together nice, sound good. It's a whole, it's a whole different, like, scenario, if you know what I mean. But I loved it because, you know, I, I actually did release a project in 2019, which isn't around anymore because I took it down because I don't like it. <sighs> but it's, it was a lot more organised than that project. So, I, I'm, yeah, it's been different, but it's, I mean, it's what I signed up for. So it's been great. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like that is very important and a challenge that I've noticed a lot of artists face is that it's, I, I wouldn't say easy, but it's a lot different to just drop a bunch of different singles. They don't necessarily have to fit all together, but then an EP or an album is so much more difficult in that you want it to have a flow. You want it to be cohesive in the message that you're giving. So exactly. I, totally, I totally understand that. You do a lot of your creation with Chase do you find that it helps you having a consistent producer when making your music yeah for sure I mean to be honest I don't know where I would be without Chase and Gino as well but Mm -hmm. with Chase we went to school together from like the age of like 11 I think I'm I'm 21 now he's 20 so yeah we've known each other that long so we've had time to create a bond started doing music together so all in all like we we go hand in hand and it's I find it to be so helpful to me because I don't necessarily produce a lot and I I honestly don't know how to mix vocals and stuff like that which I'm learning to do gradually well I want to anyway so he's always kind of been you know the guy on the buttons and I've been the guy that says words so that's yeah so like it's it's great chase is like my best friend so yeah it's a pleasure with your process when you're making a song do you typically start out with lyrics or do you guys just kind of go in and start recording and see what happens nine times out of ten we'll begin with the beat mm-hmm. either i'll pick a beat that i've heard of uh, chases or we'll make one on the spot that's how it that's how it usually goes if if we're here at my house which is where I honestly feel most comfortable making music I don't yeah. know why but it's it's just the way it is so usually we'll pick the beat first 
he'll do his thing, I'll write, and then we'll get it all recorded in, in that one session, hopefully. And so, yeah, like, like I said, it usually starts with a beat. Sometimes I'll have an idea for the kind of words that I want to use, maybe a couple of lines, but it's kind of hard to, it's kind of hard to come up with them without a beat, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think you kind of, I don't know, it gives you a flow to kind of like follow and structure the words around. So yeah. I, get, I get that for sure. So this project that's coming out, when did you guys start working on this? Well, actually, the, fir- the first single that came out was called Why. Mm-hmm. But that song existed before the EP existed, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so we were sitting in that, sitting on that song for like maybe a year, a year and a half. And we was like, we want to drop it, but we don't like, we don't know. We don't want to just drop it aimlessly like we have been doing. And that's when the idea for the project came around and we kind of base, we didn't base it around the song, mm-hmm. but you know, we found, we found a way to fit it in there. So, but the actual project began work early, early this year, early this year. And we wrapped it up just like maybe a month ago so it took a while but that's that's mostly down to you know people being available at certain times having to be yeah. all in the same place at the same time which is long but yeah we, we got it done in the end so absolutely dope. that's cool that's very interesting that why kind of sparked that idea not necessarily like the idea for the whole ep but that initial thought to do that yeah it's it's, it's mad but i love that song it's I mean, to be honest, it's it's quite even though it's quite a hard hitting kind of bang on vibe. It's 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 got some dark undertones, like personal undertones. Again, that's the theme I think in the EP. So I try to I try to incorporate that kind of stuff into even what sounds like a banger, you know. Mhm. Super important because you know, especially a lot of times today, rap and hip hop they tend to not always hit on those harder topics or those more difficult topics that a lot of people struggle with. So I think it's very important that you guys are doing that with this. Have you always found that from a young age, music was how you processed events that happened to you and things in your life? I think so. I think so because I've always had quite a connection with emotional music, Mm -hmm. like not even, not sad necessarily, it can be sad, but music that has has a feeling to it which I mean I guess all music does you could argue but my granddad used to always spin like the blues and jazz on his record player he was in a band back in the day as well so I've always been around music and had quite a good connection with it but I didn't start writing music until I was about 12 on my I don't know if you remember Blackberry the phones oh yeah yeah they had the little keyboard so I was lit I was just typing away on there and it was kind of aimless, but yeah, you know, fast forward to 2018, we started making music, yeah, speaking on, you know, stuff. And we haven't really looked back since. I haven't really looked back since. So yeah. I would, I would, yeah, I would agree that I do. I definitely have uh, an emotional connection to the music. You grew up Northwest London. Yeah. In Camden. Would you say that where you grew up has an effect on your style of music and what you create? Yeah, a thousand percent, because I don't know, have you have you heard of, have you heard of Camden at all? I wouldn't be surprised if you haven't, but. A little bit, but I think you can probably fill in the gaps here. Yeah, cool. So Camden's a very, like, it's very centered with like, with, the, with like the culture of London. Like mm-hmm. 
it's so multicultural you know you'll walk down the street you'll see every race of person every type of person and also back in the day with the music scene it, it was thriving with black bands and stuff it's always been a hot spot for bands and clubs and things like that however there's also there's also the rough parts in because you know in the uk there's there's a big problem with um gangs and knife crime and all that jazz but that goes on there too but all in all like it's just it's like a melting pot of, of just culture and vibes really and growing up there like 100% took a toll on me 100% yeah. did in terms of the music I make I've, I've delved into like punk music and you know there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff like that around camp that you'll walk down and see dudes with like big Mohicans and you know the spiky like yeah. leather jackets and all that jazz so like it's sick place you should go if you if, if you get a chance to <laughs> absolutely you, you have this blend of all different genres of music around you and all different types of people but then you also see you, you see like the good and the bad of it so I definitely yeah. I definitely see how that shows up in your music yeah for sitting in the dark you have three promotional singles did you have a particular reason why you wanted the promotional singles to be why die alone and nobody well why like i said why was always yeah the base, like the base level that was what we wanted to go off of and with die alone i wanted to put the song that had a featured artist out because mm -hmm. I, I feel like you know that's exciting it's something different people aren't going to expect it and TM Distant, who's on um, on Dialo, and me and him have been making music for years now together. So it was, I don't do a lot of features, to be honest, but it was, you know, I thought it's only right to have them on the project. So that's the reason for Dialo, I thought that was perfect. And then with Nobody, that's actually the latest edition. Um, we actually had the EP wrapped up. Mm -hmm. And then we made this this song and we was like, oh, that's that's the last single. It's just, I think the lyrics, the vibe, the production, everything was just sort of the embodiment of what's going on in my yeah. life at the moment. So, yeah, that was kind of a late bloomer, but that's the reason that was the last one. And then, yeah, there was actually one more late addition to the EP as well, because we kept making tunes and was like, oh, damn, this is good. But yeah, those are the singles. That's the reason for them. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense I think you definitely you know when you are leading up to a project like that you want to give them a taste of what they're getting into what they're going to be enjoying so you mentioned you yeah. don't do a lot of features why is that okay so I mean I, I do do features but I don't necessarily have a lot of people feature on my music if that makes sense so I'll jump on go. I'll jump on yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah I'll just I'll jump on whatever but when it comes to having people on my stuff mm -hmm. This, this is going to sound so arrogant, right? And so, like, stupid, but... I doubt. I, I haven't met somebody yet that I've... Apart from the people that I've had on my songs that I feel could sit comfortably on the song, if that makes sense. No, that makes sense. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that there's nobody... Of course, there's thousands of artists out there that I want to work with, but, you know, a lot of artists, they ain't even going to ever see a DM. So mm -hmm. I'm very I'm very selective with who I have on my, on my joints. But I think that's partly just you know my pride and wanting and wanting the music to sound to sound proper you know what I mean yeah I think I think that makes it so much more special that you you pay so much attention to that because I feel like a lot of people and this is you know just a matter of style but you know some people are quick they'll just have anyone on their songs they'll just do features with anyone but it's 
very yeah. intentional which uh, that is cool though i do respect that i respect someone who will yeah. come out and just uh, say i'll jump on absolutely anything because that's i, I was kind of like that before when i was a bit younger but mm-hmm. I, I tried to be a lot more calculated now yeah. but you know all praise to people that do do that but i get i get what you're saying yeah it's it's two different types of methodology and i feel like it can work depending on who you are where you are in your journey so for sure have you been to the u.s no 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 i'd love to yeah it's a bit scary but (laughs) yes i'd love to yes it is a bit scary for sure is there anything about the U.S. that you've like wanted to know with, within the music scene or just in general? It's a tough one because like the U.S. is so accessible. Everything on TV is American pretty much. Mm-hmm. And obviously that that's that's not me saying, oh, I know everything about America because I watch TV. But I feel like that's kind of the difference because like I watch a lot of reaction videos. Say, for example, mm-hmm. um, someone from the U.S. listening to uk music and i feel like there's such a i feel like we know more about you guys than you know about us generally yeah in in, in a sense of of, of like because your guys culture has been so ingrained into our childhoods and things like that but is everything actually just bigger out there because i feel like the cars are huge american cars are just huge oh yeah yeah they are because there's so, mo- mostly here it's just hash hatchbacks mostly that you see on the street like these tiny little things yeah and you know i've seen like american cars and they just fill up the whole road it's crazy oh yeah and especially like where i live it's a little bit of a more rural area right so there's a lot of big trucks and it's pretty common for like i guess kids at university to have like a car that like seats five people and it's like pretty big with a a large like space of trunk and so yeah i don't know i I mean it's mad like you guys drive from pretty young as well, right? What what 16 most yeah. People. I mean, that's the thing like in, in over here it's 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 kind of a privilege in a way to have a car. Mm-hmm. Like not you, most people that I know they won't drive until they're like 23, maybe 24. Interesting. So it's it's I find I find it mad interesting that you guys out there seem to just drive so young. Yeah. Would you say in the UK with music and you know some musicians from the uk they'll have an american accent when they sing Mm. do you do you feel like it depends on like where you grew up whether or not you have that or yeah with singing i think with with rapping i couldn't accept um someone from the uk rapping with an american accent like even i'm in like a collective and back in the day some of my boys were rapping in american accents i was like bro (laughs) cut that out because what are you doing you know what i mean it's yeah. no, no no disrespect but why would you know is is but it's, with singing i feel like with singing i feel like it's a little bit different mm-hmm. because i feel like certain notes you can't even really hit in a, in a british accent because mm-hmm. actually it kind of depends because there's so many different accents in the uk they're so small but there's thousands yeah. well, i don't know about thousands there's loads of accents yeah um i don't know with singing i feel like singing you can get a pass because I feel like it's just really easy. Not easy, I can't sing. But I feel like it's easier to sing in an American accent. However, but when it comes to rapping, like I say, yeah. it's a no for me. That that makes sense, actually. Because, you know, rapping, I mean, it, it has a flow, it has a melody to it, but it is 
a lot closer, I guess you could say, to spoken word. So yeah. that that certainly makes sense that it would be. To be honest, I think there's actually I think there's actually a science behind why people sing in an American accent because yeah. even outside the UK, a lot you hear a lot of American accents. Yeah. And it just as people's kind of default singing voice, I I don't I, I have actually watched a video about it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember. I don't remember. Doing I'm not <laughs> yeah. gonna. I'm not gonna lie and say make stuff up here. So no, you're good. That's. But yeah, no, that is definitely a fascinating point. You did a set at the Alt London Festival. You did a song. What would be for you a dream venue to play or perform at? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Well, yeah, I did. Uh, my friend Bad Lad. He makes like uh, trap metal stuff. He actually allowed me to come out for it. It was actually his set uh at Old London. Uh and he he gave me the opportunity to do a song. So big up to him for that. But my dream my dream venue, to be honest, is a venue in Camden, mm-hmm. believe it or not. It's just it's called the Underworld. It's the first place I ever went to a gig and it's really cool. And it's not big it's not huge. It's maybe two, three hundred cap, but that is my dream venue to perform at. Just simply simply because of the sentimental value. Who did you see there? Have you heard of Scarlord? I have, yes. I saw Scarlord. Uh, I used to love that trap metal stuff so much. When I was like 17, 18, mm-hmm. that was my shit. I was like, you know, I, I, I thought that was the perfect age. Yeah. Really, to, like, <laughs> to love that kind of music. I, I mean, you know, I still, I can listen to it now, but I, I feel like in a way I sort of grew out of it personally. Yeah. But... Scott, the Scarlet show was lit. He's insane. He killed it. Oh, I bet. And that's how I actually met my collective. If it wasn't for that show, I never would have met my manager. Wow. Um, so, yeah. Did you guys just meet, like, just bump into each other at the show and you were, like, starting to talk about your music? or Kind of. So I met, I'm, I'm part of a collective called Love Set. Okay. Um, and we make less serious music than my music. It's kind of, it's kind of our space to have fun. Mm-hmm. And we met at that gig, a few members, and one of them had a show that was being put on by none other than Gino. So that's yeah. how I met him. He put me on the show and he was kind of like, oh, who are these emo kids kind of thing? Because, you know, like I said, we was listening to all that stuff back then. Yeah. But then once he heard me speak and once he kind of saw, oh, he's actually from here, like Camden and stuff, he was like, mm-hmm. oh, this kid's different or whatever. And then since then, we just, we've been like that. So... That's, that's it's a it's, it's a cool backstory. I'll be yeah, I was gonna say that's crazy. And so that show that he put you on was that your first show that you played? Literally, I'd only been making music for a few months at that point. Wow, and literally had- maybe two three months, and he just let it happen. He was like, "Yeah, have these kids on, but if it if it doesn't go, if it if it all goes down the drain, don't blame me." And <laughs> luckily, it went well. So yeah, he saw that that something special in you. I think so. Yeah, so I'm I'm forever grateful because you know we've been we've been working tightly ever since. So yeah, and you know we're you know we're we're on the organic thing. We don't just want to get all millions now, and and you know we're trying to take it slow, make it make it real. Yeah, showcase it as the art that it is. Sure. Absolutely. What would be one thing when you want people to listen to this EP? What is one thing that you want them to either understand or take away from it? To be honest, I want people to understand that first and foremost, obviously this music thing for me is is do or die. I know a lot of people say that and it's kind of corny, but 
for me personally in my situation I couldn't I couldn't see myself doing anything else so there's that so I kind of wanted to just bear my heart on on this and just say look this is me this is what I'm doing and you basically know about me now so there's there's nothing you can say basically but also looking back on the EP I also feel it's important for men in particular to talk about their mental health because I feel like a lot of us don't do it yeah and to be honest it like it's a killer so I kind of I kind of hope that people can hear this EP and because at the end of the day I'm making myself vulnerable Mm-hmm. like for the people that are listening because the, the stuff that I spoke about in the EP is still very raw to me it's still like all this has happened in like well since I was a kid but it's all come full circle in the past sort of 12 months and I just let it all out on this EP which is kind of a scary thing to do for me so but I feel like it's for the greater good I feel like people will hear this and hopefully be less you know scared or have a woo up when they're talking about their feelings and stuff like that because you know but hopefully anyway that's the goal yeah that's the goal I do believe that it will be received that way and it's so you're right it is so important to talk about especially men's mental health yeah of course of course everybody's mental health generally but I I feel like men are so flipping like uh, what's the word stubborn yeah and want to you know not look weak and stuff so I feel like it's important to talk about that yeah and I think people will see that and understand that, you know, it's okay to speak about these things and it's okay to have hard periods of time in your life and that you can come out from it and have a good life after it. So for sure, the album comes out August 11th and you'll be headlining, headlining a show and that's the album release show, correct? Or pretty much, but there, there's a listening party a few days before. Okay. Uh, not a party, a listening event where there'll be, you know, tables, chairs, all nice mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. not formal, but, you know, and then uh, the next week will be where, you know, it's it's a it's a shutdown, it's rage, it's, yeah. it's, it's a movie. So that, yeah, the, temp, the 10th of August will be the show and then obviously the EP comes out at midnight that night. Awesome. So it's all very exciting, you know. Yes. Yeah. Yes, enjoy it. It's going to be great so exciting so thank Thank you you. so much for coming on the show of course thank you for having me people can follow you oh all different ones potential gram on the instagram okay henny too cozy on twitter dollar sign in in the yeah yeah. instead of an s because i'm i'm cool like that thank you so much hey everyone it's zoe here's a snippet off of henshaw's new ep called come up with an excuse enjoy if my younger self could see me now Would he be proud? Don't lay ever when it was too beat loud For all of the times I was down and out Couple things I'm drowning out Think I'm drowning now I hear the rain is pounding down yeah. Thank you so much for listening to the episode Henshaw's EP is out August 11th And here is a snippet of his song Keep You Close
This ain't no prop, this is the drop Can't save me, drop